Hello, I am Peter Melanowski, clinical psychologist, and we are continuing with our review of Internal Family Systems Therapy, second edition by Richard Schwartz and Martha Sweezy. We are on chapter nine, which is entitled Finding, Focusing, and Fleshing Out Protectors. Now, those are three of the six Fs, and those are all about how do we work with our parts. The six Fs are to find, focus, and flesh out. That's what we do when we're working with a client who is going inside and discovering his or her parts. We help that client self find the parts, focus on them, flesh them out, and we then explore how the client the client's self feels towards those parts. We help the client self befriend those parts and then also explore their fears. Those are the six F's. Now it is not uncommon when you're working with somebody, especially somebody new to IFS or new to the idea of multiplicity or parts work, that there may be manager parts that are quite hesitant, quite cautious, quite afraid of acknowledging that other parts exist. That is not uncommon. Those manager parts may not want to reveal what is going on inside. They might not want to focus on it at all. And so there's often concerns about something going on in the relationship with the therapist. Will the therapist exploit me? Is there going to be some kind of coercion, some kind of manipulation, something like that? So the important thing as a therapist is to be really in self, really patient with that, understand that these parts have a reason for not wanting to reveal what might be going on with other parts, and to be patient. Sometimes the managers that are having trouble acknowledging that other parts exist or allowing access to other parts also may be caught up in some kind of language issue. They may not like the language of parts. And so there's other ways that you can focus in terms of modes of operating, in terms of thoughts, impulses, pains, feelings. You know, just find some way to begin to address the client's internal experience. And then you're already on your way into understanding their system in a way that's acceptable to their protector parts. Now, there are three common beginner errors with language. And the first is to just approach the, the interaction, the connection with the client with too much enthusiasm, too much energy, too many words, all about parts. Sometimes that enthusiasm on the part of the therapist for the IFS model can get in the way of connecting with clients. Second error is to be too tentative, to be too cautious, to be too inhibited in some way about bringing up the parts model. And the third error is anticipating that clients are just going to somehow find this whole idea of multiplicity in parts silly or bizarre and somehow communicate that unease from the therapist to the client. And then that can be picked up by the client's parts, especially the ones that are monitoring for issues around safety, and they are checking out and attuned to how confident the therapist is with this. So therapists just need time, they need experience, they need to be seasoned, and it becomes more and more natural, more and more comfortable to bring up parts and multiplicity. So once once you have the initial buy-in from the client's protector parts to be able to move forward with some kind of exploration, how do we start? One of the least threatening ways is to ask questions. The goal, again, is to get a sense of what's going on in the client's inner system and in their external systems. What's 
happening in their lives, both inside the intrapsychic life and in their families and their communities and the broader world of external systems for that client. So take time with this step. This is what Dick and Martha are really recommending. Take time to just be patient, let things flow with the, with the client's permission, their protector part's permission, get to know the client, their internal system. It's really important to be able to understand how that client system is organized, who the main protector parts are, and to also really understand the client's important relationships. That's just going to help with their being greater sense of security, a greater sense of safety for the client. You know, it's not uncommon that early in the therapy, we get a whole load of information from the client about what's going on inside their their parts, their external systems. It's really helpful to use a whiteboard. I do that quite a bit. And when I'm drawing on the whiteboard, I let the client know that I'm just putting down how I'm seeing their system. Now, if the client wants to draw on the whiteboard, great. A lot of times uh, they prefer that I do that. And I'm just letting them know this is how I'm seeing it. And I have an eraser handy, can make corrections if something's not quite right. And very much the protectors appreciate generally the real attempts to be able to grip onto what the client's experience is like inside. And in using the whiteboard, one of the things that I've found really helpful is to learn some basic drawing. And for me, the Bicablo emotions drawings have been really helpful. Now, this is not in Dick and Martha's book, but the Bicablo, B-I-K-A-B-L-O, is a very easy way to draw stick figures that express a lot of emotion. And so when I'm drawing how I'm seeing the client's internal system, mapping their parts on a whiteboard, this has been extremely helpful. You can also just use faces. Sometimes the expression of faces is so helpful. And when I draw faces, I just draw a circle, two lines for eyebrows, eyes, and a mouth. No noses, no ears, no hair, none of that. I just draw it in a very simple way. And there's been some research that has looked at this and said that less is more in order to convey the emotion. So very simple stick figure drawings, very simple expressions based off of face circles can be really helpful to you and your clients and not hard to learn. All right, so we start with finding a target part. So at the beginning, we elicit all kinds of information. We can put this on a whiteboard. Um, we can look at it, draw it out on paper. We can map it. As, as we keep track of this incoming information, it's helpful to keep summarizing it just so that you let the client know that you're listening to make sure that you've got what's happening in a good way. And if the client is in agreement with our summary of that, we can move on to selecting a target part. And we do that by going with the client's preference. You know, which part needs your attention first? You know, which part, if they were to be helped, would be of the greatest benefit to your system? Which part needs that attention first? All right, so once you've found a target part, that's the first F, we're going to start focusing on and fleshing out that target part. All right, those are, that's the second and third step. For some clients, Dick and Martha talk about how that just happens really naturally. You find that part right away, and almost immediately you're into focusing on that part and flushing it out. It flows really naturally. But some people, especially some people whose experience has been invalidated by authority figures, 
that might be more difficult. Noticing and describing parts might be a new thing. Nobody ever really knew them or took an interest in a serious way, in an attuned way to their internal world. That could be more difficult. So one way to do that is to locate the target part in a body sensation. Another way is to look at it in terms of an emotion or a feeling. You could look for it in a thought. You could look for it in an impulse or a desire. Any, basically any internal phenomenon that is in the mind, the heart, the soul, or the body, you can, you can begin to look. You can, can begin to connect with some kind of part. So you can ask a client to focus on a sensation, a feeling, a thought, a desire. All of those are portals to the inner world. Now, it's going to be important that you ask for permission to work with a given part, see if there are any protectors that are concerned about you addressing or getting to know the target part that you and your, that your client has chosen. We ask for permission to notice parts and to be able to connect with them. And it's really important to be patient and work slowly. There's often a lot going on inside a client that we want to track through our observations of him or her. We want to watch. We want to make sure that we're paying attention. We want to be able to let that silence be there as long as it seems like it's helpful for the client. And if it's if you're not sure, you can ask. That's the beautiful thing about IFS is that we can always slow down and take a look at the process. One of the things that develops over time is just a kind of sense of how the client is doing, how that client is experiencing, uh, say, a silence or, or a period of quiet. Are they being able to productively engage with their parts in a way that seems positive? And facial expressions are often key here, body language and other things. And you can, again, always ask. If there seems something wrong in the silence or if it seems like it's going on too long, you can ask questions like, how is it going for you right now? Or how is the silence landing with your system right now? Or how is the target part experiencing the silence? Just give me an a, you know, just fill me in on what's going on. The other thing you can do with silence is, is if you have a sense that the client is doing really good work with their parts is you can just stand by and let the client's self know that you are standing by just in case you need me. You know, if it, if it seems like I can be helpful to you, let me know and I'll be right here that kind of thing. This is for clients that have already done a fair amount of work going inside and working with their parts effectively. In this chapter, chapter nine, which is on finding, focusing, and fleshing out protectors, there are some excellent transcripts of therapy sessions in which the exchange between the therapist and the client reveals how to go about connecting with their parts. And those exchanges constitute the bulk of this chapter. So I'm not going to review those, but I will say that it is just really important to empathetically connect with that target part. If there are concerns from protectors, for example, that come up, you can check and see if the protector is willing to step back and give you some space. And if not, if that protector seems unwilling or if it continues to appear and to take hold of the client's attention, then it may be time to shift to the protector that is in need of attention and that protector becomes the target part. One of the things that happens when there are silences is that it's an opportunity also for the therapist to go inside of their system and just see what's happening there. That can be a real benefit, a real blessing uh, because that way you can also check. You can also be checking with your own parts to see what they're noticing 
about what's happening within the client when there are some silences. So just to kind of conclude, finding parts, focusing on parts, and fleshing out parts are the first three steps in the IFS inquiry. And sometimes these happen all together. They come as sort of part and parcel of one another. Other times, those steps might be very, very distinct, particularly when there are protectors that have concerns about safety and security that are harboring suspicions about this whole IFS endeavor and have concerns about multiplicity. Typically, we're going to begin with the manager as a target part. And as long as there are no protectors that object, we begin with questions that help clients begin to tell us what their inner experience is. Now, it can happen that sometimes the person is in the middle of an exile, just breaking into conscious awareness, and that may be really interrupting their functioning, and it's just not possible to work in that way. So Dick and Martha encourage therapists to be very self-led, to be very mindful, and the general rule of thumb is that it's safe to ask questions that help flesh out parts if the client is able to focus without changing the subject, veering off topic, and, and becoming dysregulated. So that is it for chapter nine. It's been great to be with you. And I look forward to seeing you in chapter 10, where we get into more of working with uh, parts, feeling toward parts, befriending parts, and exploring protector fears.